clearly off topic. Two friends, one unique conversation. Driven to learn, inspire, create, and understand. All right, all right, okay, listen. We're just trying to be good humans and make the world a better place. How hard could it be? Welcome back, everyone. I'm Juliet. And I'm Lindsay. Um, yeah, welcome back, guys. Uh, we just want to start out this episode by saying thanks so much for being here with us uh, and being on this journey. We love being here with you guys. And yeah, we have a bunch of other episodes. So if you're just tuning in now, please make sure to go back and listen to those. Um, there's a lot of really great content in there for you. A lot of really ridiculous stories from Juliet and I. So yeah. Um, also, if you like it, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and go ahead and give us a rate and a review um, either on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, also, we do have a YouTube channel now. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Juliet has been uh, learning her or using her movie magic movie and magic. making some uh, cool little visuals to go along with the episodes. So if you have friends who watch YouTube, uh, go ahead and share our page. You can subscribe to us there. And we're going to start uploading all of our episodes there as well. Um, they might be a day or two late because poor Juliet has to like slave over her computer. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with it. Lindsay is much more on top of things than I am, but I try to get it out at least the same day uh, as we release the podcast, which is Tuesdays, in case you were wondering. Yeah. Um, and if you hear a bark, it's our co-host Ella today. Yeah, Ella's Lindsay's here. <laughs> my dog. Um, she wants to go outside, but also doesn't want to go outside. She just went outside. Yeah, she just went outside. <laughs> now she's just staring at me. She's like, a girl. She doesn't know what she wants today. Tomorrow <laughs> is something different. Yeah. Or she knows exactly what she wants, but she doesn't speak English. Yeah, that's that too. She could just speak dog, I guess. Dang it. We need to learn dog. We should. No. No. They need to learn English. This is the only... It's the only place I will say that. Ellen <laughs> she like, also needs to learn how to shut the doors. She knows how to open doors, but not shut them. It's very upsetting. So dogs see are not a hassle. Like we control their lives. Yeah, we do. Right? You control mm-hmm. Ella's life of going in and out of the door. She's bored. You play with her. All right. So I've got a story. Oh, uh, wait, speaking of dogs. <laughs> so a target, a neighborhood target. So you know it's bad. It, it so first off, if you don't know what a neighborhood or a we call them Ugh. city targets are, oh yeah, it's city basically. Targets. A quarter of a Target. Sometimes it has a CVS in it, so it's kind of like a pharmacy. Sometimes. But it's like the dumbest thing in the world. I get that they don't have a lot of space and blah, 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 but like, I hate them. I hate them. It's like it's like the Diet Coke of Targets, and I love Target. I love Diet Coke, so that did not hit, that did not hit in the spot for All me. All right, so my analogy went, Ew. <laughs> Uh Yeah, but I and Lindsay... We do not like city targets, and I don't think we're alone. No, I don't think we're Let alone. Let us know, Let if, us we know alone. if we are alone. We're not. Uh, you're wrong. So Target is great. They have wonderful things. When you get to a city target, yeah, like Lindsay said, they're super small. They have limited uh, inventory, and just they're just they're just stupid, right? You go in there, you're hoping for the best, and you get the worst. So they built one two <laughs> two blocks. So right extreme, Juliet's so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. So I have my dog Lucy. She is. Maybe 10 pounds. I always say she's 10 pounds. She's really like eight she's, and a half. Yeah, she might be. She might be eight She's pounds. eight and a half. She's, she's a very tiny. quiet, tiny little dog. Um, so I take her out of places with me. This target is two blocks from my house. So it's not like I'm going to drive there. And if I'm going there, I'm a busy lady. I'm probably going to take my dog to pee while I'm doing it. Yeah. So I go to this Target. Is It's been open for all of three days. When she says taking her dog to pee, she doesn't mean in the Target, by the way. No, Frank I meant on the way to Target. <laughs> There's two blocks in between me and the Target. Lucy did her business. Prior, she is potty trained. Um, so I get there and I'm excited to go check out this, what I know to be a terrible target now. And I walk in the door and I'm not alone. There are three other dog walkers that are kind of coming up the street because I have a very, like, we're in LA. Everyone has a dog because everyone's lonely. Yes. <laughs> so 
everyone's got a dog. I'm walking in, and simultaneously with these other the other three dog people, we walk in, and the security guy at the front says, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you are not allowed to bring your your pets in here." And I said, uh, "I've brought her into every Target I've ever encountered. Ever, like she's ever. fine. Why?" Um, and the security guard just kept saying, like, oh, well, I don't know, I don't know. And so all of the dog owners were, were getting mad. And we're like, we need to see a manager. Now I'm expecting the manager to come out and be like, I'm so sorry, please enter my target. <laughs> nope. This little guy was just out for dogs. And he would just win about it in the worst possible way. He was like, I love dogs. I have a dog, too. I wish I could bring my dog to work, but I can't. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, who makes this rule? Because I've been to targets so and my dog's allowed. He said, oh, it's up to the the discretion of the manager and i said but you're the manager Mm -hmm. you actually don't want to bring your dog to work sir because you make the rules and you are making a rule that you can't bring your own dog to work he was just such a dick like i don't know he was the worst and so finally he gets three of us four of us are all riled up and dan my husband's there he walks out he's like juliet's picking a fight with this person (laughs) i gotta go so one of the ladies was like well my dog's a service dog Ooh. Ooh. And he's like, okay, ma'am, I'm sorry. Like, That's fine. You can bring your service dog. And it had a vest, so I believe her. Okay. Another girl was like, my dog's an ESA, so peace. And she walked, that was her words. It was great. She's <laughs> like, peace. And she walked in. And I was like, okay, I didn't want to lie. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and, and the other lady was like, mine's an ESA too. And she walked in. So then I'm the only dog owner still standing in my truth, <laughs> angry. And I said, sir, why do you not allow dogs in this target? It's up to your discretion. This is clearly your rule. Yeah. Why? He's like, a pit bull jumped on an old lady. And I was like, A, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. And B, I was like, sir. I said, oh, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, a kid has thrown up on me. A kid got me sick. A kid peed in your, you know... In your, like, kid aisle. In your kid aisle. aisle. Like, children are way worse than our very well-behaved, fully trained adult dogs. Yeah. And I stormed out. (laughs) So you did not win this argument. I did not win this argument. I wrote him a very bad Yelp review, and it got, like, ten likes. So pretty much the target's going down. (laughs) But I kind of hope not, because our housing prices need to stay up. (laughs) Juliet and her uh, hate of Target. So, um... But he came at me, Lindsay. He came at me. I think you might have come at him. Yeah, it was a mutual coming at. (laughs) It was a mutual coming at of each other. (laughs) But these things happen a lot to people. Not just me. And they happen to me, too. And I get super frustrated all the time. Uh, I don't take my dog to Target. She's a pain in the ass at home. We don't need to see how she is in a Target. But um, there's a lot of dog... Like, we live in Southern California. Yeah. In particular, Juliet lives in Santa Monica, which is like... It, like, rivals San Diego on, like, the most dog-friendly city. But, like, the people are more stuck up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Way more stuck up. So, I mean, it is really silly that this guy doesn't allow dogs in. Yes. And is basically discriminating against the dogs that don't have a little piece of paper that says that they're allowed in. I want to go back and be like, she's all the things. Like, (laughs) don't talk about my child. She's just ugly. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so um, this is actually something that Juliet and I talk a lot about. And... Um, Juliet, do you think that this guy was really out to get you or your dog? Yes. No. <laughs> of course he's not. And I was un- I was not proud of myself because today we're going to talk about positive, positive intent. intent. And I'm usually... No, I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I don't think I'm very good at it either. But I think the fact that... We know we are, it exists. Yeah, we know it exists and we're conscious of it. It only helps in certain situations. Like, listen... 
when you're annoyed because you just walked two blocks in like 80 degree weather and you just needed to get like milk at Target or whatever. Oh yeah, I needed something. I forgot what I needed. Of course. Yeah, you <laughs> forgot what you needed because now you needed to just argue with this guy. Oh, I was but, out for him. Um, But yeah, so I mean, that guy, obviously, that situation in that Target, there was a pit bull who jumped on an old lady and sure. it probably caused some havoc, right? Maybe not. But let's assume that he was trying. Like, let's assume some positive intent. Let's assume some positive intent. So Agreed. if you don't know what positive intent is, you're like, what are you talking about, guys? We're here to tell you. Yes. Juliet is actually here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. So so when you assume positive intent, it it makes your life a lot easier and it makes you seem really smart, number one. Yeah. (laughs) Because you seem to be taking the higher ground and it causes you to not get emotional, which is my problem. I get emotional too quickly. I get emotional so quickly. So quickly. It's like the first thing I jump to. 100%. And it's because when you don't assume positive intent, you are taking things to a personal level that don't necessarily need to be personal, such as target dog discrimination. Um, (laughs) So positive intent most of the time um, means just you're consciously choosing to assume that your coworker or the person you're talking to or whoever's operating in your vicinity is doing their best job they can and that they're acting with the best possible intent of the company involved or their colleagues or whatnot. So if this means that you're in a situation that you are feeling attacked and criminalized and it's not the cops like you're you're probably you're probably wrong. You need to, you need to put yourself in this other person's shoes and they mm-hmm. and think why are they doing this? Are they having a bad day? Am I having bad days? That why am I reacting this way? Um, I do this a lot with emails and texts. Yes, that's the the emails are honestly the easiest way Oof. to get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple customer service people who work for me um, at one of my companies and they they just people will get under your skin. And a lot of times you get an email and it's like, hi, when's my item going to be back in stock? So you can take that that two ways, right? You mm-hmm. can take that as this person is upset because their item is out of stock or, oh, this person is just asking for the date of when their item is going to be ready. Those are two very different Two very different things. It. But you can be the same sentence. Yep. So it happens to me a lot in emails and texts. It happens to me a lot at work. And... Um, yeah, you have to assume that this person is not there to attack you. Unfortunately, some people are, but <laughs> that's a whole different topic. Um, so yeah, assuming positive intent, it's, it's a really good like place to be. You have to be putting yourself into somebody else's shoes, even if it's in the dumbest of circumstances. Right? Absolutely. And Lindsay has a really good story about this because it's something that we need to discuss. Um, but when oh, you, when did. you have... When you have an email like that, mm-hmm. when my item ready, and you assume positive intent as the receiver, mm-hmm. your day probably goes by a lot better. Your day goes by a lot better. Even if they meant it in a wrong way, mm-hmm. you still are better. <laughs> exactly. And like on top of that, your response is going to be more positive rather than negative. Mm-hmm. And if you're in assuming positive, it's just like rewiring your brain for thinking positively, which we're working on right now, Juliet. Yes. And we're going to do a whole episode on that because we're working on it. Yeah. I'm reading a book, you guys. I have a book and I'm reading it. Um, but anyway, so the positivity, um, it's going to reflect in the way that you react as well, right? So if you get a text that says, Hey, I can't make it to your birthday party. Mm -hmm. You can take that as, Oh no, something came up. This person can't make it. They're letting me know. This person hates me. Or you can take it as this person hates me and they don't want to hang out with me. And did I do something wrong? And you can go down this like huge hole of a path, like to the bottom of the mountain where you are just digging into yourself all because somebody just couldn't come to an event or a night out or whatever. And did all that thinking and going down that mountain help anything? It helped nothing. It literally just puts you in a 
worse space than you were before. No worse mental space. And I find that, and I get so mad at myself because if I don't assume positive intent, you automatically, that ball starts rolling. You can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, you're in you're a crying. bad move. You're crying. <laughs> and you're like, how did I get to this place? And then you've come to find out the person like really was wanting to come and something came up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I feel like a jerk. And I feel bad for myself. But like, this all could have been avoided. This all could have been avoided, <laughs> right? It's, I mean, it happens all the time. And it's just good to know that you can take the moral high ground just by assuming positive intent, mm-hmm. right? This is a lot easier said than done. So much easier said than and done. And I feel like it's a little easier in the workplace because we're already very PC. Yeah, you're trying to be at You're least, trying right? to be. If you're but, not PC in the workplace, you should probably try to be yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe your workplace is like, I don't know, something that's not like porn. I don't know. I don't no, know what you do. Maybe. I don't know what you guys do. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to judge, but maybe it's porn. I don't know. So... But what about when you have friends? But even if it's porn, you still want to ins- assume positive intent. Yeah. If he's choking you, it's because he was told by the director. He was told by the director. <laughs> Not because he hates you. I'm just going to come on your phone. Fr- okay. Oh, okay <laughs> <Juliet>. <laughs> um, but I think it's so much harder when it's friends, right? It's- or people you know outside of work because you're not in that PC environment. Well, and you're not like you feel more vulnerable with those people, yeah. right? Or you feel more vulnerable in comfortable situations. So when it's a friend or someone close to you or someone you know, it's even more difficult to do that, right? Like you feel like you were wronged by somebody. Okay, like let's start that. Like, okay, I was wronged by this person. You can do one of two things. You can dwell in how wronged you were by that person and just make it worse. Yeah. Or you can go up to that person and talk to them about it and work through whatever the issue was. Yeah. In one conversation most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So same thing with positive intent. If somebody comes at you with something, either telling you you can't do something or that they don't like something that you're doing, you need to put yourself in their shoes, Mm -hmm. right? And it's really hard to do with friends. Yeah. Especially, you guys all have one of these people. You all have a dude bro. Oh my God, dude bro. Okay, we're not going to say his real name. (laughs) Because I don't know, I don't know. We're just going to be nicer, okay? We're just nice. We're but, nice, guys. Um, We're nice. So on Saturday, my husband had his 30th birthday party. Happy birthday, Joel! Happy birthday, Joel. Um, so he had his 30th birthday party, and he went and like did a soccer tournament with all of his guy friends, and they came back to my house and used every towel in the house, and all of them showered. <laughs> I had so much laundry to do. So many towels. Um, so, and then we had this big party, right? We, like, filled up little kiddie pools. We, like, had a cornhole. It was summer camp. It was summer camp. Yeah. Um, so we had summer camp. It was great. Um, but this dude bro guy came with one of our very good friends. We know dude bro, by the way. We, like, we have met dude bro before. He's been here before. He has been here before. Um, so dude bro has two daughters mm-hmm. and a third child on the way. Yay. Um, he has a good job. He's clean cut. He seems to be a nice guy, but the interactions that I had with Dude Bro on Saturday, I never want to see this person again. Yeah, Dude Bro pisses everyone off at some point. Yeah, I mean, he literally cornered Dan and like followed him around for like an hour and a half asking him the same question that Dan clearly didn't want to answer. Yeah, yeah. He does not pick up on He does not pick up cues. on social cues. I or mean, doesn't we, care. Or doesn't care. Positive intent. He doesn't Positive pick intent. up. Positive intent. He doesn't, he doesn't understand yeah, he doesn't them, understand. right? So... I had a bunch of interactions with Dude Bro that evening that just progressively got worse. And it started off with that he misspoke about not gender inequality, uh, race inequality. Mm. And we were having like a political discussion, a a very mild political. Like this was like, um, Joel works in nonprofit. One of my other friends, Emma, works in nonprofits. They both work with very similar kids who are out of the rescue mission in L.A. 
Um, and so they have a lot of experiences with people who are not born into having the things that they need, right? Having to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. A lot of those people are, you know, people of color or they're Hispanic, um, or they have come into this country illegally and they're trying to make it. And that doesn't make them any less human. I just want to say that out loud. It does not matter who you are. You are a human and you deserve to be treated like a human. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about like, disparity and um you know what has led these people to the position that they're in and what it puts the position like the what the position of their kids is and we're going through all of this and emma sorry emma (laughs) emma um knows a lot about this she worked at flintridge center which is like a center for people who have just come out of jail and are trying to restart their lives she's had a lot of and she has seen personally the disparity that happens when somebody is born, you know, into a family of color who doesn't have a lot of money and is in a bad neighborhood. And the, she basically sees these chain effects, right? Yeah. On a regular basis um, with multiple different ethnicities of people, right? She's worked worked with them all. And so we were just legitimately correcting dude bro, not not the guy's name that I was just going to say. <laughs> um, we were literally just telling him like, oh, actually you're incorrect. And we were being very like nice and all of that. And dude bro just kept taking the stance of quote unquote devil's advocate, which <sighs> this drives me crazy. Yes. And this is a little off topic. But when you quote devil's advocate, just because you cannot see the other person's side or you do not think that they are right, that is not the proper use of devil's advocate. No. Devil's advocate is to stir up a conversation based on an opposing view. Yes. Right? So you're talking about one thing, but then there's this other side of it, and you want to bring that up and just see where the conversation gets taken. Right? Yeah, it's that- not... That is using devil's advocate. That is using, it's not taking, what it is not is taking a firm stance in one thing and refusing to see the other side of a situation. Yes. So dude bro was just refusing to see the other side, saying that that's impossible and that that's just not, and all of these things, right? This happened multiple other times throughout the night with different situations um, in mild, mildly different ways. And by the end of the night, I was completely disgusted by dude bro. And... The next morning, this this is the cycle of Lindsay getting upset at somebody. <laughs> so the next morning I woke up and I was like, wow, I was probably really rude last night. And maybe I should really sit down and think about why that made me so upset. And Again, taking, not saying that guy was a jerk, but taking it upon yourself to say, why am I feeling this way? Right. Because I have to assume positive intent. He lives a very different lifestyle than we do. He has a family. He has two children. That's a whole different amount of pressure yes. on you. Um He, you know, has been married for several years. He's just, he's living a different lifestyle than we live. And that is beautiful. His children are adorable. His wife is sweet. Um, And just because he doesn't understand how to A, argue, or B, put himself into someone, like, accept somebody's knowledge based off of facts that they have physically seen as truth, rather than just thinking that they're lying to him. He, He just had no... He, he couldn't he couldn't merge the two. He couldn't say like, oh, well, this is what I've thought, but then somebody presented these facts to me and I either still think this way or, oh, those facts are interesting. He couldn't do that. Do you think it was low empathy? Do you think he lacks empathy? Potentially. Yeah. Um, it could be so many things, right? Yeah. But we have to assume that 
the reason he took that stance or the reason that he said those things or the reason that he acted that way is because of something that's going on either personally with him, something that he never learned because maybe his parents don't pick up on social cues. Maybe he didn't realize that he was upsetting us. Maybe he doesn't know the real definition of what devil's advocate even is, even though I told him three times. Um, (laughs) Well, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. But that's okay. And I mean, but the point of the story is, is that I was waking up the next morning thinking feeling horribly about what I had just encountered and mm-hmm. how I had acted in that situation. Because that night I went around telling everybody that I did not like dude bro and that dude bro was no longer allowed in my house, which is extreme. And I don't act that way ever. And I think that that was an important lesson for me. Um, and Juliet and I knew we were going to talk about that this week. And I mm-hmm. thought it was a really important story to tell because it you have to work at it. It's not something that's easy. And Mm -hmm. when you receive that text message before you have an emotional reaction or you get upset or you get really happy, really sit down and look at where you are, Mm -hmm. where that other person is and what could come of that situation, why it could have happened, what could be like creating this, you know, issue Mm -hmm. and everything. You have to look at it from the other person's side. You totally do. And in my own life, a lot of times what I'll do, like, you're like, oh, it's so much easier said than done, because I know you're saying that. Um, <laughs> it is easier said than done, 100%. Everything in life is easier Everything said is than easier done. Everything is easier said than done. So one thing that I try to do, not that it, not that you have to do it, but um, if I get a text message or an email or something that uh, triggers something within me that's a negative response, mm-hmm. I do not respond right away. Yeah, I literally smart. put my phone down, or I change the tab on my computer, and I just go leave it. And mm-hmm. I tell myself, leave it. And I will come back to it after I've had time to think about it. What potentially could this mean other than what I think it does? Yes. And nine out of 10 times, the person will text me something else or email me something else. Mm-hmm. And it will totally change the first thing. Mm-hmm. Not because they're going back on their word or whatever. It just literally is just more information. The more information you have, mm-hmm. the better you can react to a situation in, in everything. Yeah. So... Just wait. So maybe tell yourself if you're a reactionary person, mm-hmm. like I can be, uh, just say, Same. just wait. Just wait. And just tell yourself, just wait. And sometimes you can't wait, right? Yeah. But maybe just remind yourself of that and you'll get better at it with practice. Mm-hmm. Still not perfect. But it helps me so much, especially like we're married. You, if you're in a relationship, you, they can say something. You're like, oh, well, I know what they mean because uh-huh. I know this person. And I cannot tell you how many times I have misinterpreted what Dan meant. Oh, constantly with Joel. Constantly. constantly. And this is a person we know very intimately and you spend a lot of time with. So much time. And I think it's almost harder in those situations. Yes. Like for me, I work with my father. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just work in general. Something that I do is I will just look away from the computer or look away from my phone or wherever it, I'm getting the you know negative or the trigger from. Yeah. I will just look away from it. I'll take a couple deep breaths. I'll just sit there for a couple minutes mm-hmm. in my own mind, but not thinking about the thing that was triggering me before. Moving on, thinking about my breath, thinking about what I have to do next. And yeah, nine out of 10 times, I either realize like, okay, well, he's having a bad day or like, oh, my dad had a meeting with the bank yesterday or, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of the times you can really explain away somebody's behavior that upset you just from waiting. Yep. 
Patience. Patience. It's the hardest oh. thing in the world. Oh, patience. It almost hurts to say it. It's it does. So <laughs> it's patience. Patience. Yeah, just distracting yourself. Like Lindsay's saying, you take, I love that she still is ruminating on the email. Like you're, you're still thinking about it. You're taking a second. You're breathing. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I go straight distraction. I'm like, leave it. And I try to like put my mind somewhere else so that mm-hmm. when I come to it, it's, I have fresh, fresh eyes or fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are two of the things that work for us when doing positive intent. Yeah. It is really hard, though, when you're in a situation with friends, like dude bro, talking dude about bro. things that are very core values. Like, they're they moral and, values. And they were definitely moral things. They were things that I understand and know about society. And I think, obviously, the thing that triggered me more is the fact that my friend has extreme intense knowledge no, about this. she does this. She does this as her job. And she was telling him that like, oh, you know, I do this as a living. And obviously she's in nonprofit and she's in like charity work and all of that. So she has a very like well-mannered voice. Mm-hmm. And so she was not overreacting. And I was going to say, how did she react? Oh, she was. Oh, I mean, afterwards she was like, yeah, I don't like dude bro either. Dude yeah. bro sucks. <laughs> but during it, she probably had such... She was probably assuming the positive intent with like absolute. She's so much better at than me. <laughs> I'm sure social workers are probably the best people at this because they constantly have to realize people say things they don't mean, act certain ways. Other ways that people can also act that maybe you get um, thrown off by is not just a text or an email, but body language, uh-huh. tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, inflection changes on yep. the phone when you can't see the person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of people also. There's some people who are very good and knowledgeable about body language, and there's some people who are not. And yeah. so they'll take you crossing your arms as something that it was completely not meant to be, and you're just like, oh, I'm just covering my nipples because they're cold. Or my arms are tired of hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, crossing arms is a weird It is a weird I always thing. think that it's a weird thing when I do it. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do I cross my arms? And I usually don't... When I'm mad, I don't cross my arms. I cross my arms because... No, when I'm Other mad, reasons. I'm like cleaning something or like, nah. yeah, I'm like, I'm all over the damn place when I'm mad. I'm like their arms are moving. Okay. Yeah. When I'm mad. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were saying, you were super mad about this because there's someone standing there with knowledgeable information, facts, mm-hmm. presenting it clearly and calmly. And this person will not listen. So how do we get out of social situations when you are in a, in a heaped up situation, this person's clear not listening to you and you cannot assume positive intent any longer. Should we just excuse ourselves from that conversation? That's probably the easiest way I mean, way that's out. probably the easiest way. Could or, you tell them you're assuming? Be like, I'm assuming positive intent here. I think and that I'm leaving. Be, <laughs> I think that might be a little bit attacking. Okay, okay. Think? I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think just like using those same strategies, taking a breath, trying to think about something else for a second. Maybe if you're in a circle of people, shifting your focus to a different person mm. for a few minutes. Changing the subject. Changing the subject. Just being like, okay, all right, you win. Unfortunately, sometimes just being like, all right, dude, bro, you win. Yeah. Like, it's fine. You think what you want to think. And sometimes that'll just turn into them being like, what do you mean think what I want to think? Because <laughs> that's how dude bro was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I, like... I was there. <laughs> oh my God, it was the worst. Not for that conversation, but he did this to he, several people and I was like... Eh kind of terrible but yeah it was pretty terrible but i'm just trying to think that like we live this lifestyle Mm -hmm. he lives a very different one this was his one night to let loose and have fun for however long until the next time he gets to do it i have no idea what his real life is like but yeah i'm just trying to assume positive intent trying to put into practice what we're talking about on this podcast which is Definitely something that Juliet and I do, so I hope you guys realize that. That a lot of what we talk about on this podcast are things that we're struggling with or dealing with personally, internally, externally, wherever the hell. All over the place. All over the place. But we, you know, we feel the struggle and we want 
to try and work through it. But we also, if we come up with something like, aha, we have this trick that works for us, we want to share it. Uh, and I had a little aha moment the other day. Yes, we love aha moments. Aha moments. And I don't know why it happened. I was just driving and it struck me like a bolt of lightning. Um, and <laughs> I thought, little bit, choo. <laughs> I thought, you don't know who you are until you know your effect on other people. Ooh. Ooh, that's deep. So, yeah. I always think I'm really deep and sometimes I'm right. Sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's... <laughs> Most of the time. Sometimes she's walking into waters. Um... <laughs> Most of the time I'm just high. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so... If you if you think that you know yourself, oh, I'm this person, I do this, this is my stuff, and you walk into a room and people are not receiving you the way that you think they should be, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, or you could be doing something wrong. Or you could be doing something wrong, exactly. So maybe if you're not having the effect that you want on people, oh, I don't have, uh, I can't hold a good conversation, or I don't have as many friends, or whenever I bring up something, people awkwardly laugh or cross their, I, I don't know, yeah. whatever it is that you're having trouble with. Uh, just think, wait, okay, what am I doing? And that also is assuming positive intent to those people yeah. and wondering maybe just, just maybe take it on yourself a little bit. Maybe this is your problem. Well, you have to reevaluate yourself. Yeah. And Juliet and I talk about this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be constantly looking at yourself. If you want to be a good person or you think you're a good person, part of that is basically auditing yourself. Like yeah. you're the fucking yeah. IRS of your emotions, okay? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, you have to audit yourself. You have to look every week and say, well, I look every week. Juliet does too. This is something we practice together, yeah. but also separately. <laughs> but you have to look at what you're doing once a week, once a month, once a year, whatever it is, whenever your reflection time happens, how you can be better. Because like, I mean, I don't think this is like a spoiler alert to anybody, but we can always be better. We can always be improving. That doesn't mean that you need to be making more money. That doesn't mean that you need to be like doing more things or like spending all your time doing something you don't want to do because you think it's going to better you. It means literally just looking at yourself, looking at the way you reacted to things, looking at why you reacted that way, looking at like, oh, I had a shit week and like, oh, well, it was because I was on my period or like, oh, maybe I'm, you know, having a bad week because, you know, Uncle Eddie made me mad. I don't know. But Auditing yourself, looking at yourself, looking at what's going on in your life is never going to be something that you regret mm -hmm. because I think you always grow from it. I always do. Absolutely. And I definitely, the effect on other people goes like to my mom, like when I get really frustrated with her and I, I yell and I get mad or I cry and I think, oh my goodness, what, after she leaves and I'm upset, uh -huh. I think, what kind of effect am I having on her? Yeah. And it's a negative one. Like, I have to change something. And change is hard, guys. Change is really hard. But we're here for you. Yeah. And uh, we're here for each other. I love you, Juliet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have to be constantly changing yourself. You have to be constantly looking at what you're doing and what your effect on other people is. We all know that person who does not understand that they have a massive impact and a massive effect um, I'm an empath by nature. Mm -hmm. I can feel people's energies from a mile away. I have a couple of friends who, if they are upset and in my house, like my core is upset and I can feel it. Yeah. And they, some of them haven't noticed until I said something. Huh. And if I wouldn't have said anything, they would have never realized what their effect on me was. Yeah. And I had a couple of friends who broke up a few years ago and it was really hard on me because they were two of my best friends. And... Once I sat down and told them like, hey guys, this is how you're affecting me personally, they both were apologizing and felt terrible and like things changed and moved forward and everything is beautiful now. But 
you also need to tell other people how you're being affected by them. And I think if I ever see Dubro again, I probably will because Joel likes him. Um, I don't know why. Nobody knows why. (laughs) I rolled my eyes. (laughs) Yes. But I'll probably see him again. And you know, maybe next time I take that chance in the conversation to be like, hey, the last time we had a conversation, I left it really negatively Mm -hmm. because of the way that you're acting and you're doing that again. And here's why I'm negatively affected by that. And like, but then the other part of it is that you have to release that information to the person and know that they could not do anything about it and they could not give a fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think... I keep saying you at living least in your truth. Yeah. yeah. If you're being truthful to yourself and you're communicating, then you're not going to feel attacked because you've got it all on the table. Yeah. You said your piece. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that feels better. Like It does. Being positive and being truthful feels good. It does. It feels better. You know, than it the feels opposite. better. Assuming positive intent. It does. I know. So much better. So much better. I'm not going to go apologize. I, like For a second, I was like, <laughs> I should go apologize to the target. No! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to work on that, Juliet. Um, but yeah, I mean, assume positive intent. Just make sure that you're putting your best foot forward every day. And, you know, just keep thriving out there, people. Yeah. I think that's pretty much our episode today. That's pretty much our episode. And uh, I feel better already. Yeah, and me I, I, too. This is like reminding me to assume the positive intent and to try to find, try to help people realize their effect on me. I think I need to apologize to Jude bro. I wonder if he even knows that I'm mad at him. He probably doesn't. He is not I'm not really empathic. mad at him. No, he's not. No, he doesn't I just really hope that those two name. cute little girls that he has just like change that soon, you know? They probably will. They probably they will. Probably will. They probably, us girls are uh, real conniving and sneaky. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to make sure to check out redbearroastery.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the freshest coffee beans in Los Angeles and Orange County. And wherever you are, we can ship it to you. Sorry for those couple listeners in the UK because I don't know how to ship it to you yet or if it's even legal, but we'll get there. Um, redbearroastery.com and follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Use the code off topic. Discounts. Discounts. 10% off. Uh, He does do local deliveries in the LA and Orange County area. So make sure to check him out because he helps keep this podcast going. Absolutely. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Joel. (laughs) Um, Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. We love you. Have a great day and go out there and be positive. Positive intent. (laughs) Bye. Bye.